Hello everybody, it's Fran Janikowski, recording November the 30th. Um, I'm Christian Thwaites. I'm Emily Taken-Verts, and let's get started, Christian. So today, uh, we had uh, a little bit of movement on this tax package that we're seeing pushed through the Senate. We got um, buy-in from John McCain, um, and it seemed that equities rallied on the news, but what, what, what was the market's reaction to this? I, I think generally the... The, the reaction to the tax changes has been positive. Obviously, we don't know all the details. We do know that the most sort of popular line item seems to be this corporation tax, which we've talked about in the past, going from 35 to 20. Don't think it's going to have any of the effects which the uh, which the White House thinks it's going to, but there's a certain amount of momentum behind this, and people think it's a good thing. And so that's that's going to be you know unequivocally good for shareholders. I'm not so sure about the rest of the economy. Mm -hmm. And then the rest is seems to be what will the tax bans be, what deductions will be allowed, what won't be. Um, and so I think uh, expectations were pretty low that there would be an agreement of any type. And the fact that we've got, as you said, McCain signing on today, it seems at least suggests that we'll be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get some sort of package. And of course, in the back of all this is the government shutdown threat, which, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we haven't been talking about, but it's just around the corner. So I think people don't want that to happen. The markets are not particularly spooked by that. But uh, if it gets closer and it looks likely that that will happen, then uh, then I think we could we, we could be the market could be rather disconcerted. So I think in all of these things, that's what the market is is reacting to those. And so equities reacted positively. What did the bond market do? Bond market's been incredibly flat. I mean, if you'd been you know, gone on vacation in June and come back today from the bond market, you, nothing happened. I mean, it's been hovering around 230, uh, which is interesting because, you know, we've had higher growth in the second quarter we had last this week. The BEA come out and confirmed that the thir third quarter GDP was about 3%. So that's, um, you know, uh, higher, about the same it was in the second quarter, but, uh, but obviously higher than it's been for a while. Um, so the market is not particularly worried about uh, sort of runaway growth or the Fed taking um, taking more tightening action. So, uh, I, I, and inflation still being relatively low, reported inflation anyway. And so I think generally, the, you know, we've talked about this yield uh, curve flattening. So that's where I think the action has been mm -hmm. taking place. But on the key 10-year benchmark, we haven't, we haven't seen a lot of reaction. Mm -hmm. So overall, U.S. markets really did have a good week this week. Um, but is this was this kind of a broad-based rally on the tax news, or were there kind of winners and losers mixed in there? Uh, that's a really good question. Actually, there, there appeared to be a winners and losers. So uh, sometimes we talk about uh, the pain trade. So what is a pain trade? Well, we had a really good example this week. So uh, this week, uh, I just just ran the numbers, and the, the best performing stocks uh, for this week, up between 10 and 15%, were as follows. Uh, Macy's, L Brands, uh, Advanced Auto Parts, Kroger's, and Newell. And most of those are household names. L Brands, you know, owns the, H, the Brandel, uh, you know, Beauty Store, mm -hmm. uh, Bath & Body. Newell owns Rubbermaid, mm -hmm. Yankee Candle, and Sharpies, things like that. And these, and these have been down year to date by between... 35 to 40 percent, because these are obviously the companies which have just got a big old crosshairs on their heads uh, based on the Amazon effect and uh, different shopping and buying patterns and so on. So the pain trade is uh, is when 
people finally buy these things because the rest of the market's going up and they're short covering. These have been obvious candidates for short interest. I didn't look up the short interest, but my best, mm. my bet is they were pretty high. So you, what you've seen is the stuff which has just been a total disaster for the year suddenly having a rally. Um, and there's a lot of odd stuff that goes on in the market between now and the end of the year. Positioning, closing out short positions, hence the short coverage. Um, Profit taking, obviously, in the tech tech companies. So I think all of those things are happening, and we've just seen a slightly different complexion to the market. But the general undertone seems pretty good right now. And so this is specific. It, it sounds like by the by you naming those companies that this is basically around those retail stocks that have really taken a beating this year. Took a big hit. I mean, yeah. there are others. You know, there are some sort of more idiosyncratic risks, but uh, generally that, those are all tied together by. Uh, you know, nearly all of those products you can buy, you know, online, probably cheaper than those stores are going to be able to, you know, offer them at. So, yes, it's just a sort of a classic case of uh, something sort of coming back from the brink. And mm -hmm. uh, for all those reasons, they, they have a rally. I don't think their fundamental businesses mm -hmm. changed anything over the last week or so. But they just, uh, you know, they're, they're the type of stocks which can do well in a kind of a late stage rally. And could this also be attributed to maybe a holiday bump as well in terms of shopping? Yeah, good point. Actually, of course, I forgot, you know, the famous Black Friday last Friday, which, uh, you know, seems to have gone well. We saw the Amazon went up a couple of points just on the base of that alone. Uh, so, yes, I mean, I think, um, you know, these companies uh, all live and die by the, the volume generated in the last 30 business days of the year. Hence, mm -hmm. the Black Friday is all about the fact that they're in, they're in the red up until until then. Then they go into profitability. So, right. you know, the fact you need to get a slightly better reports on that and there's, there's some money coming back into that. That's great. I want to turn next to, we didn't get to do our podcast last week, but you had a very interesting um, note in last week's written blog. And it was around, uh, you know, as we've been talking about uh, for a while now, this very kind of low core inflation that we've been seeing. Now, you wrote about this dichotomy in that, you know, we've been seeing this very low core inflation, yet, you know, personally, none of my bills have gone down. Yeah. Um, and so how do we reconcile these two different concepts? Yeah, well, I, you're right. So, so core inflation, just to remind everybody, that the one that the Fed follows is PCE inflation, which doesn't get a lot of headline, and that's, that's running at about 1.8%. That's personal consumption expenditures. And then the one which most people know about is the CPI, which is what some pensions are linked to, especially government pensions and TIPS products, for example. And that's been running at about 2.2%. But that usually people look at the core, which is strip out the food and energy, which can be very volatile in the short term. And that's running about 1.8%. That's the print, the print that we got last week. But it's interesting what's going on. The, the way inflation measures are, are calculated is that the dollar price of something may increase. But in the uh, BLS way of adjusting for the uh, underlying quality of the product, uh, it, the price will go down in the index. And hmm. so here's, here's a classic example. Um, Verizon earlier this year uh, basically gave people unlimited data on their plans. So I've yet to meet anyone whose Verizon dollar bill is lower than it was a year ago. But instead of being $150 let's say, or whatever it is, um, for um, 
five gigabytes, it's now $150 for unlimited. So the BLS says, well, that's a better quality service, and so the price actually went down. But the dollar amount didn't change at all. Another good example is, uh, you know, if, if you're paying $1,000 a month in rent and your landlord does up the kitchen and the bathroom and increases uh, the rent to 1050 uh, the BLS will try to adjust that it's, you know, it's a more modernized uh, uh, apartment now. It's, it's a better quality product. You're paying a little bit extra for it, but not as much as the increase in the quality. So they'll actually mark it down as no change in in the uh, in, in the dollar value. And this goes on all the time. It goes on with medical insurance. It goes on with other mm. types of insurance. It goes on with clothing. It goes on with computers as a classic example. You, know, you pay $1,000 today for a computer, which is many, many times faster than the computer that you bought you know, five or 10 years ago. And so the reason we write about it is that there's reported inflation, there's policy inflation, and then there's experienced inflation. And when you're when you're investing, when you're in, when you're managing for your own assets, you have to think about what inflation is important to you. Uh, so the fact that the BLS says your Comcast bill went down because the st download speeds got higher isn't going to help you because your your actual dollar bill is going to be higher. And so there are things like property taxes and other expenses which you have to be very aware of. I think for your own investing future, where your Actual inflation, the invoices and bills you get every month will not be 0% even inflation. They'll be going up, even though the reported inflation that comes out from the, the, uh, the, the, the government and is reported in the newspapers uh, will, might look flat or low. So it's really important to sort of understand what it is for your own personal self. So you could, in essence, look at your own expended, personal expenditures and create... A kind of personal or customized inflation yes. rate, and I think people should do that. And I think this is the dichotomy between, you know, people reporting low inflation and they're looking at all their household bills and going, "Well, I'm not seeing it," and they're not, uh, you know. So uh, it is kind of important to get a handle on that. Is this uh, phenomenon, for lack of a better word, uh, unique to developed economies? Uh, no, it's it's it's. I think it's um it's right across. Product lines where there's rapid increases in in uh, in quality or technology. Mm -hmm. I mean, I presume yeah, it would be a little bit more uh, evident in a, in a sort of advanced rather than a, you know early developing economy where you're sort of looking at basic staple prices and price of rice and it doesn't going to change in mm -hmm. quality, electricity and things like that. But uh, but I think uh, it, it's a very tricky thing to get your hands on. And uh, there's no big, I mean, there are various people like Rand Paul who think there's a big conspiracy theory to sort of keep inflation low by reporting, misreporting numbers. And I don't think it's any of that. The BLS does a great job on this. They have a lot of stuff on the websites. We included some links. It's just, a, it's a difficult thing to, to measure. And I think it comes back to really understand what your personal inflation is to make sure you have the investments uh, results you need. Very interesting. Thank you very much, Christian. Thanks to you for listening. If you enjoy listening to us every week, uh, please leave a review for us uh, uh, in the iTunes store. We would love to hear your thoughts, your comments, any questions that you have or that you want answered. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. We'd appreciate that. Uh, also, and here's a disclosure. Please note this discussion of our investment investment strategy, including our research investment profits represent our investments investment strategy at the day of this commentary. Subject to change without notice, we cannot assure that the type of investment discussed in this commentary will outperform any other investment strategy in the future, nor can we guarantee that such investments will present the best or an attractive risk-adjusted investment in the future. This is for general information purposes only. References on individual security should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell that security. Securities mentioned in this commentary are only several of the successful and unsuccessful investment buyers and do not represent all the statistical 
Securities we have purchased, sold or recommended. Although we deem reliable sources of statistical and other information referred to in this commentary, we cannot guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any statements or numerical data. Past performance is no indication of future results.